0: Welcome to The Creative Brew, helping you keep your creative juices brewing. We're giving out chunks of insight, motivation, and practicality for your creative journey. And welcome to a new episode of The Creative Brew. This show is brought to you by a few great sponsors of mine. First of all, Panels Comics and Coffee Bar here in beautiful Oceanside, California. They have some of the hottest graphic novels and comics out right now. They also have an assortment of merchandise, toys, as well as back-issue vintage comics that I'm sure have uh, some hidden gems in there. If you mention the Creative Brew, you'll get 10% off your next purchase. You can also see what they're doing on Instagram and Facebook at Panels Coffee or go to PanelsCoffee.com. They also have an event um, co-hosted with Cynthia's Artistic Expression, uh, the Nevada Nerd Market, that is going on September 25th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's gonna be a a wide range of comics, games, anime, cosplay, um, a wide assortment of of different vendors, food, family-friendly event, please swing by, please support all the local creators and businesses. Uh, So that is September 25th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Another partner of mine is Elevate Coffee Trading. And if you appreciate specialty coffee, enjoy outdoor adventure, and love helping elevate the lives of children around the world, then you're going to love Elevate Coffee Trading. Their mission is to extract hope through love, coffee, and adventures. There's free shipping in the United States, and every bag of coffee helps sponsor health and education for children in coffee-producing countries and in areas of need in the United States. You can use promo code Elevate21 on your next order, and you can follow their journey on social media at Elevate Coffee Trading and visit online at ElevateCoffeeTrading.com, and let's start extracting hope together. Another partner of mine is AstroPad. And if you're a digital creator like me, and you use your iPad or graphics tablet uh, continually or on a daily basis uh, with your illustration design work, AstroPad actually transforms your iPad Pro into a professional uh, graphics tablet. So you can use all your favorite programs, such as Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign, uh, as well as other programs straight from your iPad. Uh, It has uh, a load of great shortcuts to use Great functionality, and this is one of my uh, digital assets that I have to have uh, whenever I'm on the go, or if I'm working from a coffee shop, um, AstroPad is the way to go. So you can visit them at astropad.com or go to AstroPad app on uh, social media. And my last partner of mine is CoboPod. The CoboPod is a boutique, video, and audio production studio here in Oceanside, and this is the, the home of the Creative Brew. So if you're a podcaster, vlogger, content creator, and you're really thinking about trying to create more content for yourself, uh, or trying to figure out a new place to record your existing, uh, show, you should really check out the Kobo Pod. They have a all-in-one sound coach, photographer, uh, video director, everything needed. Also editing too, as well, everything needed to help, uh, produce a professional show, um, each time so uh they've been a great partner of mine and the i honestly believe that you know with the creative brew um it wouldn't be what it what it would be without the Cobopod. so uh let's book your your first session today um there's all kinds of deals all kinds of packages depending on your budget uh but check it out at kobopod.org and let's book your session all right, today we have JD Banks. She is the creator, owner and uh, Cradle Consultant with Black Bear Cat Press. Um, she is a woman of, of many talents. I've gotten to know her over over the course of uh, some years, and um, I, I've, I'm always sort of amazed at all the little things that she, she creates and, and she's putting out. Um, she actually today, she, she, I can, I've, I've always known she's she really heavily uh, influenced by, by anime and, and manga. And, and uh, we'll, we'll get to talk a little bit about that um, today. So it's, it's going to be a mix of, of a lot of different things, um, you know, art, life, uh, you know, it all co mingles anyway. <laughs> but um, what I'm going to do is I'll let JD talk about her story, a uh, short intro about her and her story and, and where she's at today, and we'll, we'll get going.
1: Thank you, Quantal. Um, I'm JD Banks. I am um, one of the creative consultants for Black Bear Cat Press. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a partner Asso who does artwork as well as does creative uh, consulting as well. So if you were like, "What's creative consulting?" It's uh, so where to make a, a compound where they made up <laughs> <laughs> um, because we don't just do art. We also can talk about like um, a lot of uh, Black Bear Cat Press is actually pretty much within uh, cultural competence, and so like. If someone comes to us with something that's like completely outside of what we know or even like different cultures or heritages, we go and research it so it can be culturally competent. And so a good thing is that my partner has an art history background, which is all just learning about cultures and different things. And then I myself have a physical therapy and a fine arts background. And so... Uh, I actually uh, graduated from San Diego State mm-hmm. many years ago and uh, <laughs> if you were like, well, that's all you are, yes, um, more than 10 years ago. Um, uh, I uh, went to Japan right after I graduated and uh, as a, a participant in the JET program, which is a exchange and teaching program. Um, And so I wasn't on the basis or anything. I was actually with uh, Japanese like junior high school and senior high school students teaching them English. Um, So basically just being like almost like an ESL teacher, but it's a lot more than that um even now um i help other people that want to get into those type of programs um whether it's jet or interact or anything like that because they're just like oh i heard you're in japan for like five years what was that like when you were teaching how'd you get there you know i love anime or manga how do you go there you know get someone else to pay for it i'm like let me tell you (laughs) so that's my favorite thing to do one of my favorite things to do um but I lived there for five years. That was the max amount of time. I could stay there on the program. Mm-hmm. And I came back, worked for the Japanese consulate in LA for for a few months as a temporary employee. And then I got hired onto um, a community college as a secretary, even though they have nice words for it. It's <laughs> basically a secretary. But I got to, being in that role, I was able to create and um, organize the the last three uh, Black Nerds Expo. Yeah and so and you've been there actually yep. <laughs> <laughs> actually that's probably one of the first ways i actually got to know you <laughs> uh yeah i think
0: it's yeah my friend i think that's how we met was uh yeah that black nerd uh expo um yeah we, that's how we met and, and sort of connected uh from there so it's uh you know i always find you know i think for me personally i'm naturally i'm introverted and uh, you know being able to experience something and even you know, I've always been like a nerd, but like being able to go to an event and feel like you're not weird. Um, yes, I think that is uh, one of the things that's that's most comforting to me to be like, oh, you like manga? I like manga. You know, it's <laughs> um, you know, being able to talk about characters and and not feel like you're you know like people are like well, what are you talking about? Um, your your experience uh, in in Japan. I mean, what? How? I mean, I I know everybody always asks, you know what you know, what's the culture like? Like what were the things that were uh, a little different as opposed to, you know, the United States? I mean, I didn't know, I mean, from your (laughs) perspective.
1: Well, I mean, every person's um, experience in Japan is gonna be different. Yeah. And a big part of it is, you know, whether you're male or female, if you're white, black, Asian looking, or or anything like that, like Mm -hmm. that's gonna create a whole different experience for each person. Mm -hmm. My experience personally, um, I thought that a lot of Japanese folks still retained a lot of their um, innocence, I should say. Yeah. Like kind of like that childlike um, curiosity. Yeah. But it wasn't like immature or anything. It was just that uh, everything was like almost new, you know, not every single thing, you know, like, oh, my God, there's a cup right here. It's yeah. new. Like not <laughs> like that. Um, and so that was really cool because um, even like learning Japanese, because I didn't know Japanese when I went out there. I didn't take any classes yeah. before I went out there. And so I was kind of like in the dark about everything. I was illiterate. I was just like, I have no idea. Hold my hand, coordinator. (laughs) you know. (laughs) And so uh, when I got to, uh, I just started studying on my own. Um, And a lot of people helped me. And, of course, you know, the best way to study a language is to be immersed in Mm -hmm. the language. And so that's what I did for five years so I could learn it. And by time allowed, I was just really proud that I did my dream, which was to, to live and work in Japan. <laughs> so I was like, okay, what do, what's my next dream after that? Because I did my first really big one, you know, especially as an anime or manga fan. Oh, yeah. But um, during my time there, since I was working through for the K-12 system, mm-hmm. um, a lot of folks were like really cheering me on, not just like to to learn Japanese or to get accustomed to Japanese culture which which wasn't too bad to me because I I am part Filipina. Yeah. And so there's some things that go in line with, with Japanese and Filipina culture Filipino culture. Um so I wasn't really as homesick like you like were you homesick? Did you want like lumpia or something? I'm like I found a place that has lumpia. I know how to make lumpia. Like come <laughs> on like <laughs> you know. And so um uh, so people were a lot more um like, positive or or very much, like, willing to help, and so that was, and pe- people were, a lot of people were considerate, because a lot of times, being a collective society, they have to be, like, you know, there's not that much space, you know, the, the size of Japan is, like, is, like, the size of California, the state of California, but there's, like, over 157 million people there, so obviously, there's not that much space, so people have to be considerate of each other, yeah. to, like, not just talking, like, like even like on the street, like or on the train or on the bus, like you don't talk loudly or, you know, things. So that coming back, it was just kind of shocking when I was just like, oh, yeah, I forgot how inconsiderate people can be in the States or how like selfish people can be. And I know it's like kind of harsh to say like, oh, know, it's- <laughs> but it's just like that that reality check was like a big check. And then the last thing that I would say from my experience was a big uh, difference was my work life so mm-hmm. I'm not talking about like my occupation or or even the hours that I worked it was just that I had time to relax at work here and there when I was in Japan yeah whereas here I feel like I'm working more to live yeah you know like and I know we're in California you know the prices here are guys yeah it's, us, it's, you know
0: <laughs> but it, it's still a different I mean mindset uh, I mean and even culturally I mean there's just certain things that you know I'm, I'm pretty sure over in Japan, they, they respect certain things a little bit more than just, you know, having to, you know, just working, um, you know, eight eight hours a day. Um, you know, it's just, I, and I, and even meeting with, um, I'm sure, you know, Sato with Ikigai and, and, um, I, I've met, you know, just a, a few people, um, at the gym that I work out at, that I train at, that was, um, Japanese and they're nicest people, uh, mild mannered, low key, um, I mean, just just respectful. I mean, they they are yeah. so nice, so appreciative, so you know, in gratitude for different things. And um, yeah, it, it, sometimes it can you know, you could I'm sure you can be over there and be like, oh, everybody's so you know, it just it feels good. And then you get yeah. back over here, and like get
1: out the way. Yeah, and um, walking around in the states is is a completely different experience for me yeah. personally than walking around in Japan. Like I could go running at like four or five o'clock in the morning, which yeah. I I did do, and not feel like oh, you know, like I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I don't have any headphones on or anything like that. No, I could actually go running and it's just pretty safe. So, yeah. um, and, and I had, it was probably in Okinawa that I had my first experience where a little elementary school student, he didn't speak any English. <laughs> and so one of the junior high school students that loved English was translating for me, giving me a tour. And he was saying something, and I was like, "I have no idea." This is, like first year, <laughs> and and he was like, "Oh, uh, he says that your, your your skin is beautiful," and I had never heard that when I was in the states, wow. not from my family, not from any of the communities that yeah. I'm part of. So to hear that, that just holds a special place in my heart.
0: Yeah. Wow. Man. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, those little things. Um, you know, we just sometimes we we take for granted is like little things that you know we can go sometimes it's not even from our family right. <laughs> sometimes it'll be someone else completely <laughs> another stranger be like you know what well, you're you're beautiful mm-hmm. and you never heard that from no, your your family, or friends, well, and
1: well, it also depends. Like, especially for me, being a woman, like, oh yeah, you know, guys are going, "You're beautiful." I'm like, oh, I feel like that's a pick <laughs> line. Yeah, that was. <laughs> but coming from a little elementary school kid that runs up to me, and it's just like, oh yeah, you know, like your skin is beautiful. like specifically you said that, and yeah. I was just like, okay, like, yeah, it, you know, it's a different context, a different yeah. connotation to it. So <laughs> you're not like, getting it. my, <laughs> you're not getting my number. It's <laughs> yeah. good try, good
0: try. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. So um, you know, even you know, staying with with Japan, I I know you were really heavy into uh, manga and anime. Mm-hmm. Um, how is that? I mean, I, I can I can definitely tell from your work. You know, how is that? Um, I'm I'm sure that was a, a really a, a huge influence on a lot yeah. of your work.
1: Yeah, I, actually, it was American comic books that actually got me oh, into okay. drawing. Actually, I think that I like anime and manga, and I yeah. like the style, and that's why. I've adopted that style but i can do other styles yeah um but anime and manga was like the first place where it gave me like a purpose or a dream to draw yeah like i was just kind of just copying like comic books that my older brother and my <laughs> little brother had <laughs> like batman comic books Spider-Man yeah, but- comics, X- actually I think I have some of the original. Oh, Stormwatch, like this one.
0: Wow. <laughs> I don't know. You, you know took this. me back to the to the early two thousand, the early late nineties, early two thousands. There. This is it's...
1: one of my original comics that I had for wow. like, for over twenty years. My mom had it, and I was like, "How did you keep all this?" Like, I was just like, "I don't know." I'm like, "How did
0: you?" I'm a collector's this? item now. No, I, I mean, <laughs> I
1: I drew from it so much that I was just like, "Whatever," I'm you know maybe I'll find it again. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but like comic books like this, or X Men was a big like. Uh, a big influence I mean because that was the first time I saw like a black superhero storm yeah. you know not even Black Panther or Luke Cage who I, I love you yeah. know but it was Storm, and I was like oh my god there's a black woman on TV oh my <laughs> god and then also learned later on that one of the first black storyboarders was part of X-Men as well and, I did not know that yeah and one of the first uh, Filipino uh, Filipino-American uh, yeah. storyboarders as well. Uh, Jay Oliver, uh, Olivia was on there too. Wow. Yeah. And he's now doing like Tresse, which is on Netflix right now. So, so there's a lot of, that, like,
0: that show rocks.
1: That show is amazing. Yeah.
0: I got hooked <laughs> on that show. I was, I, I was just happened to be looking on some, just, I was like, let me check out some different things. Like, you already, <laughs> side note, side note, she recommended on a previous episode, she had recommended um, Demon Slayer to me as a popular anime because I was like, you know, i I'll, for a lot of anime fans, you know, like I watched Dragon Ball Super. Okay, what's next? What do I watch next? So she gave me the recommendation to uh, watch Demon Slayer and checked it out. And I'm like, what have I been missing? Um, so and and a lot of I'll do you know a bunch of uh, hand drawn art on the c- cups, and that's the all the kids they run right after the the Demon Slayer cups. I mean they yeah. love they love it. It's it's pretty. It's, I mean that that's cool. That's cool anime. Um, and then the the other one you just mentioned, uh was it Tret uh, Treset. yeah, that yeah. that was that's pretty cool. Um, I I love that show too. Um so uh yeah, I mean it's uh so what as far as so you so you've got a mix of Philippine and Japanese influence mm-hmm. along with American style comics. <laughs> um show matter of fact, can you show our audience uh just some some pieces of your artwork? um yeah. well and we'll go to some of the other things and you know later on but um show our show our audience here this is on the video show so if you're listening <laughs> on audio or radio I feel bad for you because you're missing out on some great artwork for my ones that watch this on video uh you're getting you're getting ready to see some some great artwork here
1: um I'm sure you, hopefully you can see this but um yeah. this is one that I did with watercolor and it's um this is a woman actually this is something that i always wanted to do was like a a test with watercolor Mm -hmm. i like testing or trying out different medium Mm -hmm. um so this one was watercolor and and ink and then um here's another one this is an older piece it's actually from a bigger piece but this is uh it's basically a twig and indigo ink oh wow that's beautiful (laughs) thank you it's actually from a live model so i actually use a great model yeah um some people are like you can do that when a twig and ink i'm like yeah i didn't know that either until my teacher said hey you can do it with ink and twig Yep. <laughs> um and then it came in handy later on actually the twig <laughs> because <laughs> uh, this one's kind of small and i'll just push it out here it's actually a painting it's an oil painting it's actually kind of big oh that's beautiful thank you and it's actually um from our access from our art history class um before i graduate my japanese art history class and so they there's a technique called funpon. And um, it's not very well known anymore, but <laughs> it means like copying the master. So basically we had to pick a, um, a woodblock print or a Japanese art or painting and recreate it basically. Mm-hmm. But since this is a woodblock print originally by Itakawa Hiroshige, um, it I had to do an oil. So I had to find a new way to do it. But it turned out Da Vinci actually did one like this as well, the same one. And this wow. is called the Kamedo Plums. Um, uh, but it's, it's a... It took me like a week to do this, so because <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to you know adapt the dimensions and everything. So I use a twig actually for the little figures in the background, and this is hanging at Miracosta College in the VP's office right now. Oh, cool! <laughs> yeah, she ended up buying it the VP, so I was like, wow. oh wow, I can go there and take pictures of it anytime. <laughs> um, and then this one, and then now you're gonna see more of my like my um, line work yeah. because a J- Japan anime manga they really influenced me on line work mm-hmm. and not just you know, just the anime and manga part, but also, I also learned a lot of Japanese from an actual Japanese language teacher. <laughs> so the way that you write strokes, or um, they call it kanji, but it's like Chinese calligraphy kind mm-hmm. of thing, is very specific. You have to do a certain stroke order. If you do it out of, out of stroke order, then it doesn't come out right. And so the, that it becomes very important to do it because one little dot can change like the meaning of that. Yeah, so it can be like dog or it can be tree you know, or fire or something like that. So so a lot of times I have to remind myself like, oh, wait, that's fire. Okay, got you the extra one right there. So so, so my line work is um, based off of, you know, Japanese strokes, you know, uh, drawing the color fee and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was actually originally done for an Australian ramen shop, but they didn't take it, so I kept it. <laughs> so... Obviously that's why there's a dragon and there's ramen. <laughs> wow,
0: do you, do you have a colored version of that or is this the line work?
1: I don't have a colored version, but what I've done before is some people, they've asked me, cause I would bring all my coping markers yeah. um, at events and I say, I can color it for you on the spot. I just come back in like 10 or 15 minutes and I'll just color everything. So I can color it on the spot for people and they'll tell me what colors they like. Cool. Um, and I get another one with um, line work, but this one was actually originally a tattoo. It's kind of huge. Wow. Uh, but it's just historical figures uh, from black history, um, <laughs> including Kim Kaepernick. In hey, <laughs> he is part of it. Yeah, yeah. So, so this one, uh, a lot of people like this one a lot. So I was like, okay, you know. But, um, see
0: if you can pull that, see if you can bring that up a little bit. So our audience to see that. That's as I said, that is a lot of detail <laughs> going on there. Um, yeah. That was great.
1: That's some of it. Um, recently we've been doing buttons and mm-hmm. this includes my, some of the artwork from my partner. Um, I have, uh, let's see, this one I have as a button. So they're two by uh, 2.25 inches. So I have different ones here. I'm sure you put it in here, but there's different buttons that oh, cool. I also, that we also just started doing so, but, uh, my partner actually does more digital art. I can do digital art too. I just don't like doing digital art. I'm actually a trained traditional artist. Uh. <laughs> so I can do painting, I yeah. can do drawing, I can do you know any type of, um, pretty much traditional art, carving, I yeah. can do, I can even do like cut wood and stuff like that. Cool, <laughs> you know.
0: yeah, that's. A, I actually started out and I, I found myself starting to go back and reverse now because uh, I've been in digital uh, art for so long. Um, not to say I'm still learning things, but um, <laughs> I find myself now even doing the uh, the cups, like getting back to that sort of hand-drawn, like touching concept. And it's like, it just feels, it's just different. Um, yeah, it does. And, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I, heck, even in, in college and stuff, I mean, I, I did um, like manual screen printing, print um, I mean, all that stuff. So it, it's just it's sort of weird, like I find myself now, um, you know, I graduated with with in graphic design, went that path, uh, and I find myself now starting to switch back to, towards more traditional um, things. So it's, it's it's pretty cool. It allows me to, I think, even in that aspect, even with the hand more traditional, it, it just the 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 ways of uh, experimenting with with things is, it can be a little bit better than obviously digital. You, it's certain things like where you can, you know, you mess up, you can just erase (laughs) or Or delete. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Let me
0: me just go back on that. But like once you make that line, you know, traditional is like that, that line better be important because so it's. um,
1: Well, there are some um, I've always tried to test myself with like, because I used to be really scared of like ink or paint, pretty much anything outside of graphite. Yeah. Because you could erase graphite, right? Um, And so I started doing like a little tree series that, or um, just testing myself with other things I do, uh, drawing with just like a uh, just a pen, mm-hmm. and I just draw it and and no inky, uh, no um, penciling or anything, and it's just it's just funny like to know that I can do that and, and do it well and just be like okay I can do it on the spot if I have to. I mean I used to do caricatures too for like oh, cool. events and stuff, so yeah. so like that was kind of stressful because suddenly. I have to draw and now but i had pencils though you know so, yeah. like, so i had pencils and color pencils I'm like i can erase it but you know once you get ink or paint or anything like that it's just like how do you fix this yeah and sometimes you just roll with it you know yep. so it's kind of a good um lesson in just like letting go of, of like perfection sometimes and just making it work for what what's on the page
0: have you have you found now it's it you, you bring up a a pretty cool topic there because i know um, the Japanese, they can be very, um, precise with a lot of things. Um, have you, are you still learning to let go of perfection or do you still feel like, um, you have to be a control freak?
1: (laughs) I, it depends on what it is. So it was like drawing or inking. Like I'm, I'm pretty much kind of control. Well, I think not, not, Penciling, but like the, the actual inking part, yeah. and I am kind of like, it has to like be like this, but then I'll make a mistake. I'm like, i oh, whatever, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like so. I, I I remember one of my art teachers said, you know, um, paintings aren't ever f- finished. You know, your your art isn't really finished. It's just you think it is, or someone else thinks it is, and that's oh, it. Yeah. So I always taken that approach and and be like, okay, because I know I'm. a pretty big perfectionist, yeah. like with everything that I do, <laughs> like, I just don't do it like half ass. Like I just yeah. like, it has to be hundred percent or nothing. Right. <laughs> so, um, and, and, um, but you know, with art, it lets me let go of that a little bit. Yeah.
0: So, so right now, what I mean, what, what things you, you feel like, um, you're experimenting on right now as far as with your, uh, with your own personal art style, is there anything that you feel like you're experimenting on right now or?
1: I think um, the, m- the more things that I'm experimenting with is actually drawing manga itself, like sequenture. Yeah. Which I tried my hand at when I was like in high school and college. Mm-hmm. And I realized I'm probably not good at this. Yeah. And like, and then so I went and then I went to Japan and I was like, yeah, whatever, you know. And, <laughs> and then now that I've come back, I'm like a lot more mature. So I'm like, yeah, I can, I can probably do this. Yeah. So I've been working on a, on a manga myself, but this is a really short, short one. You know, oh, one okay. One shot. Um, and the reason, part of the reason why is that I want to infuse, um, I, I studied a lot of like black history and different nations in in Africa. And so like some of my art actually has kind of combines like manga style with like culture, cultural, like aspects from like Benin or Ethiopia or or Ghana or just different places because Mm -hmm. people, you know, don't know that or understand it. And and it's not that many you know black characters or anything in anime or manga because it's from Japan you know yeah. so trying to fuse those together so that people can see like something that looks like like them yeah know? so so that's why I I am trying to merge those two worlds together
0: that's cool what do you, what's the what's the name of it do you
1: it's a pending title oh, okay <laughs> because I was like right. you know I started with I have I, I did my manuscript I did my storyboarding and yeah. then and now I'm like sketching and penciling it okay and it's it's kind of like uh it's a one shot it's a science fiction one a sci-fi one set in the future yeah and it's where um you meet a like an android kind of thinks android and and it's not a really android but they end up being like not being able to die oh wow <laughs> but it's it's more about that it's it's not so much about like actually dying it's like why they are built that way mm. and so the story about a little bit uh uh about like humanity of course it means it has robots in it of course <laughs> but you have some you know hard, I wouldn't say hard-boiled they're like Norrish kind of characters in there yeah
0: <laughs> wow that's an interesting concept so it's the the the, the main plot of the of the or oh, the main concept of the story is figuring out like why they were built
1: yeah, like like, like why aren't they like the other like robots that are around? Oh, okay, okay. And so, because this one just comes in, then they're just like, whoa, like this police officer, like, why are you here? Yeah, me? and they're kind of like one police officer is and one's actually a, a robot themselves, but they're partnered together. Oh wow. Um, uh, and and then you have like a, it's only like four characters in there. Yeah, but, and then one's a um like the tech person. Yeah. And so they're realizing like this isn't like the standard robots on the line, and they're trying to figure out why or they have to decommission it or not. And they're like, my whole thing <laughs> is to not die actually. So
2: wow. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit like, I like science fiction. I'm yeah. a big science fiction person. Fantasy, like I love reading. I love watching like Star Trek Discovery and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, like it's it's science fiction has been in my life my my whole life. Yeah, you know, because my parents were both well, more my my father was more into science fiction. So okay, so that's where the, kind of some of my stories are pulled from. It's yeah. like they call it speculative fiction as well as science fiction. Yeah, so I'm like. Uh, it's the same thing to me, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I like to pull those in and just make it a story, but still make it a story about something you can relate to now.
0: Cool. Have you have you always been one of those to where you you've been on a uh, it seems like you you've been on a, uh, a a quest for knowledge.
1: Yeah, I'm a lifelong lear- lifelong learner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can,
0: yeah, I, can, I can tell from uh just from the 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 artwork you're putting on and the stories um I can tell you you've been on yeah, some, some kind of quest for, uh, <laughs> for, for inner knowledge or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, 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 you know what, I, I find myself on that, on that quest too, especially if you start to deep dive and you're, you know, trying to create your own, you know, book or, or, you know, manga, you, you start to research and then you, um, uh, find out more information than, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, And it's like, okay, how do you craft that into a story? Right. Um, uh, and I, to where people can understand it, At the same time too, there's certain things that you're wanting to put out to, um, for people. I, I think they would be able to, uh, you know, connect with. And, um, so yeah, I mean, I more, Hey, more power to you. I, I, <laughs> I, you. I am on my quest of trying <laughs> to create my graphic novel and it is, it is hard work yes. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize it, but you know what? I, I think, um. You know, if you I think if you've got you've got those ideals, I think you're um, you've got all the skills and talents, you know, necessary. I think you've got it to, you know, put it out. And uh, do, uh, are you going to do it as a uh, like a Webtoon or are you doing it? Is it going to be published
1: um, like a printed form? I'm still deciding how I want to do it okay. because I want to do it in the manga traditional style, which yeah. is black and white. Yeah. But I'm thinking of combining both. So they call it traditional tra- art. OK. <laughs> So I'm doing pencil like on like manga actual manga paper, yeah, like and then scanning it and then doing using the tones in like Photoshop or something like yeah. that and then um putting the bubbles in and everything. So, oh, cool, yeah, I think it's it's kind of fun actually to see it <laughs> change because I, I have done um like a just some test ones before mm-hmm. and they actually came out really nice. I was just like, you know, I, I should just do it this way. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and my husband keeps saying, you should just do the whole thing and use my Wacom and just do everything like on, yep. on, you know, the Wacom. And I'm like, I just don't like using the Wacom and you're using it. So <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah.
0: I've got, I mean, I, I, I use uh, a lot of my stuff. I, I mean, I've got my iPad pro and I can, you know, create comic book pages and everything right from there and just draw it and uh, you get, i I've, I'm surprised because you, you've got a lot of people that sort of, you know, they're like, we're not doing digital. We don't, you know, it's not like, I guess physical, you know, you feel like it's, it's there, it's there to stay, um, you know, but you know, once it turns digital, I mean, I don't know, you know, people feel like it's, you know, not really real or. You it's know, cheating. Yeah, it's cheating. Yeah, it's, it's
1: art still. Like yeah. Even yeah. like uh, they call it photo bashing where mm-hmm. you take a picture and you kind of lay it into whatever program you can use. And yeah. just draw over it, basically that thing. I'm like, so what? Yeah. <laughs> You're producing something. I don't think people like from the outside understand that. When it comes to art, it's not like, and, and this is the biggest comparison I had when I was in school, because I was in science yeah. and I was in art, <laughs> like two <laughs> completely different areas. Right. And and I was like, science, like I could like BS my way through a test uh, <laughs> with the science classes. Yeah. You know, I can be like, okay, multiple tests. And it's one of these answers. So, yep. <laughs> you know, and then, but with art, you have to produce something, you know, you have to like uh, bring in something or yeah. you have to show something that you worked on. And if you only worked on it for like an hour, it shows. Yep. It's not like you know, studying for a test or writing an essay, where it's just like, "I do this is an hour." Like, okay, okay, <laughs> I can't tell, you know. <laughs> so I think, I think people understand that. I feel like art was harder in that sense yeah. than my science math. All that, those other classes, yeah, um, and even in engineering and stuff. Cause I started out as engineering, but um, yeah, I I really appreciate art and artists and artisans at the same time. Yeah,
0: yeah, it is. It's it's hard. I mean, I, I know in college I was, you know, even all my other classes they were easy compared to you know we had certain art projects and design projects and we had to go into that critique session. Yeah, and it could get rough. Yeah, uh, you better have some thick skin because that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, this is for anyone in my audience that's listening and you're on the, uh, creative path. Uh, you better learn how to deal with rejection, how to deal with critiques, uh, because you will have them. Um, not every piece is going to be perfect. Um, so put it out, take the feedback and then use it to, to build something better. But, um, yeah, that was, that was one of the, the biggest learning lessons I had was, Hey, is you'll you you know real quick if you put your time and effort into it, um and it shows if you if you didn't and yes. <laughs> and,
1: and especially like nowadays like a lot of art it is you know, we do art from from our hearts, yeah. from from wherever it's coming from, but then we also have clients, you know, especially yeah. if you're doing digital art. Like, um and you don't even know like if it's gonna sell or not. Like you make the stuff and then you don't even know if it's gonna sell or not. But yeah. and then you get like like criticism sometimes online or wherever and, and sometimes like even that criticism it's not even to make the art better or to prove yeah. your skill sometimes it's coming from a different place yeah. and so you have to learn also to like not just be able to take criticism but to also understand this criticism isn't coming from a positive or a or i want you to be better kind of place it's coming from uh kind of the haters that yeah. are just like oh <laughs> you can draw i'm gonna hang on tear, try to tear you down <laughs> Um, get out the way. Right. (laughs) You know, so, so sometimes like also understanding like where the intent behind like the criticism or the comments, um, it's, it's kind of hard, you know, even just, even for us, like, even if we, you know, we don't really watch as many commercials or ads as much. Right. Yeah, Like we're, you know, buying the streaming services, so we don't get the ads. Right. But even then, like, we're still taking in the, you know, we're, we're still like looking at these commercials or these ads and like thinking like how do we buy that thing or whatever we're we're still you know that 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 um had idea here and just went away for a second <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what i'm saying is that even that you have to distinguish what are those ads or critic or um commercials actually saying like yeah if you buy this you're gonna be like popular
2: mm-hmm.
1: like if you buy if you drink this you're gonna be more fun you know so that's kind of in line with like the criticism. Like. What is it really saying? Like, yeah. So it's being able to decipher those kind of things too. You got to be a lot smarter <laughs> in that sense. Oh yeah.
0: I mean, I, I think, I think, yeah. I think you prove a, a great point. Um, I, I think once you, you get someone that's um, that's saying something from, you know, not not necessarily like I'll have messages like people will send me things like, hey, you know, is there something you can do to, you know change what what can you do to help me out on this design or this you know piece of art and um a lot of times I'll, I'll give my suggestions but I'm, I'm saying that from hey look you know first of all you, like you got a great concept what I would do is maybe tweak a couple of things here or there uh but overall it's you know it looks good um when you get someone like that and they're coming from a place where like hey look I'm here as another creator and fellow artist to help help you uh raise your raise this specific piece up or raise your level up um you you'll you, you feel that uh but when you get someone like no i just i don't <laughs> like it and you they can't give you a reason why yes then that's like no i'm just you know, you're getting blocked yeah you're getting blocked
1: not every client is your client you know yeah yeah, yeah. there's some clients that are just like big get gold and it's just like it is gold <laughs> like i'm a partner i always like laugh about that like and I was like, make it gold. And it's like, it is gold. And so it's sometimes you have to work with the client to be like, what gold are you talking about? Like yeah. bronze gold? Are you talking about like a really bright gold? Like a white gold? Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, and so there's sometimes like, and some people are like, why well, I have to send you that? Like, I just told you gold. And I'm like, it's gold. I don't know <laughs> what gold you had in mind, but I cannot read your mind. So, yeah. so sometimes some clients aren't for you, yeah. you know? And you know, sometimes we have to understand that as well. And it sucks because it's like, I could have sold something, but really having that, that like type of client, like where you kind of feel a little bit of dread. That's it's hard. Oh know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I know I've had, a have had a few of them. It's yeah, it's, I think it happens to everyone. I, I think now I find myself, uh, asking, asking more questions. A lot of times, you know, people come up to me, Hey, I need a logo design. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'll say, you know, I'll give out all these little criteria is like, okay, what? things have you considered before you, you know, create this logo? Cause uh, you know, I think a lot of people come to me and they're like, hey, I need a logo design. And I was like, well, you have gotta be really specific. Are you wanting just a logo or are you looking for like a brand identity? It's completely different things yeah. um, and you gotta be real specific. Um, so I, I think just, you know, learning how to ask, you know, ask those questions. And uh, cause the, yeah, people, people expect me to be a mind reader half the time. I'm like, hey, I want you to design here. Here's some pictures. I, we got this poster, here's the information, make it look good. Like, okay. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I was like, okay. Hands off. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, now, now it's one of those where I, they pretty much, a lot of clients that I work with, they pretty much um, expect certain things from me. So they, they pretty much just give me free reign on anything. Um, so uh, usually I've, I've got a pretty good design sense to know what, you know, what, what looks good and what's not. And, and most of the time I'm my own worst critic. So if I know I don't yeah. like it, like I, it don't, it may look good to someone else, but like to me, like I know what I expect, you know, from the work that I put in. Um, like I want it to be high quality. I want it to, you know, create the results that you, you know, that that client needs. Um, so uh, as far as what uh, Black Bear uh, Cat Press, um, first of all, how did that even, how'd that name even come about?
1: Um, it's actually based off of our cat. Okay. <laughs> um, she's, a, her name's Ninja, she's a little like black that we actually brought her from Japan yeah, because uh, she was stray in Japan and so we brought her um, back when he came back. And so she's an international kitty. <laughs> 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 um, but it basically came about uh, my, my, my partner and I, we went up to LA for uh, like an urban book fair kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And at the time, um, we were doing a lot of writing, more so writing than, than, than actual art. I mean, we're still, you know, we're still artists at heart, so yeah. but we're doing writing at the same time and um we noticed that a lot of the books that were out you know people were advertising showing off the covers just look lame like they're just like did a 12 year old do this like i mean is this like from word or what what is up with his covers you know and then like people were just like i don't have to edit my my novel or whatever like this high and mighty attitude about not learning how to not learning english grammar you know and, and, you know, I'm, yeah, I was an English teacher, so of course, <laughs> and I love English, so I was just like, look, like, you know, that's your only language and you still don't understand how to do <laughs> what syntax is or how to like put words together. Like, you know, you need an editor, you need to edit. Yeah. You need, if you don't have an editor, you, you need to go back and edit, learn, you know, understand grammar and, and edit that. Um, and so Black Black Press came out of that. It was just like a, a place where black and brown folks can go and and have their books edited their stories edited have book covers mm-hmm. cool book covers like eye-catching book covers yeah not like this word looking you know publisher <laughs>
0: yep i've seen them before it's yeah and, and, and they're
1: only these and the funniest part is that a lot of these are like you know when we see urban when mean black and brown right yeah a lot of them are just like these like like weird erotica like looking ones and I was like it was like like black fabian and stuff, ooh, you know I was just like, oh, ooh. Is that a is that a stock photo? Like I think I still see a watermark on there. Like is this like I don't you know, we wanted to be there for, you know, because because my partner, he's Chicano. So like me and him we both understand we both understand grammar of course of, to teach it of course you know and we love writing and we love reading you know and and for us that's that's pretty you know we, we want to respect that part of 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 writing anything you know and we wanted to make sure that people had somewhere a black and brown folks specifically to be able to trust who they're hiring for either book cover or editing yeah and so that's where we started out as but over time, that kind of just changed, and um, it's even it's changed even in just the last like couple years. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but now it's like we're we're focused on like that's why we say creative consultant because we can talk about like you're editing your book, doing yeah. the cover for your book. We can talk about doing like prints. We can actually make prints. Uh, we can do buttons. We can. I've had some people come in and be like, I don't know what to do for my kids' cultural affair. And in my head, I'm like, that shouldn't be hard. There's something called goo, you know, <laughs> like, but at the same time, like, I understand because the, the cultural competency part of it is, like, scary for folks. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, you can do it from, like, this country. And I actually, I actually come from, um, on my mom's side, actually a lot of them were caterers. So I actually know how to set up stuff for, like, events. Oh, wow. So, and I had a lot of the stuff. I had like tablecloths and like tableware and like st- all that stuff and vases and things like that. And a, big, a bigger bigger storage is what I wish I had. But, um, <laughs> uh, so I had all those things and I was like, here, you can, you know, rent them out, like these pieces and you can do it like this. And I would sketch out like how it would look and they can, they can plop in whatever they wanted to put in there. And then they will just take it to their cultural fair for their kids. Like, here, set up like this, you know. So, like, it was kind of, like, it just became very open about, like, the things that we could do and things that people were willing to, like, ask us to do. Oh, cool. The only thing we don't do is web design. i used to web design. I just don't do it anymore. It's a hassle for me. But I can, I do free consulting for it. So, a lot of consulting that we do is, it starts out free, but if someone wants to do a service, then that's where it's kind of like, okay, we'll talk money later. Yeah. But, but I can consult, we do a lot of free consulting at first. So we, we also want people to have like, well, we're probably not the best place to go to for this, but you can go here, you know? Yeah. And I, I like to be that ref, ref, uh, referral to another, like black owned business or brown owned business or, or a woman owned business or somewhere else yeah. that can, that would do a better job. And also like they will They'll be like, "Oh, I'm so glad I got that referral." Just keeping the community going. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, going into um, next question, uh, right now, what you know, what's inspiring you right now?
1: What's inspiring me? Oh, I have lots of stuff. <laughs> I have lots of stuff. Hmm. I have my past ones, and then now my current. Some of my current ones. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, I don't. <laughs> let me see.
0: Let me see some of the past stuff. Past stuff. Yeah. Okay. So some of the past stuff.
1: Um, I have a picture here. Um, this one's actually got upside down because it's read from left to right kind of thing. Right to left. Right to left. Um. <laughs> Uh, this one right here is my favorite uh, artist in Japan. Um, this is um, a woodblock print artist mm-hmm. uh, named Utagawa Hiroshige. And so this piece, you can tell, is the painting that I did. Yep. So I was copying their um, painting, uh, woodblock print. And so um, I love, uh, this is when I got in Japan. I saw it and I was like, <gasps> and I got it in Japan. So it's all in <laughs> Japanese. So I can read some of it, not everything, but um so i've been influenced by this person since college Mm -hmm. um and so this one um i like the colors i like the the uh, the compositions and so that's why you picked this up i have actually a lot of woodblock print like books i collect a lot of like art books yeah so i have a few different ones but this is my favorite one this is the one i go back to when i'm kind of like lost in like (laughs) what do i do here or whatever (laughs) so this one and then um and then the other one is Alphonse Mucha, and um, he's he was a Czech in a Czech um, artist who lived in France for a long time, mm-hmm. and um, love everything about this this person's artwork because they're considered the godfather of advertising. Yeah, <laughs> and so a lot of the compo- not just the compositions, the coloring, and a lot of people know uh, have seen his stuff because of I have a little page here here. Because of just these kind of pages where it has that border that's very, uh, it's usually floral, but very elegant. And it just has, like, a border with the the figures, uh, that follows the figures. It's beautiful. Yeah. And so that's very, very popular, actually. People will will know uh, who this artist is when they see it, their work. But... um, this one is definitely where I'm like kinda lost with uh, composition. <laughs> composition. I'm just like, okay. And then I and then I go back the same way um Alphonse Mucha did. It was sometimes I just, you know, model or use model. Yeah. And so that's this is my favorite. I read this whole book too. I, people think oh, I get art books to look at a picture on so that. Like, I actually read these. So <laughs> <laughs> um, of course I already through uh Stormwatch here. Mm-hmm. This And I've actually drawn a lot from here. So that's why it's all beat up. Um, (laughs) And then some of my earlier, I had earlier ones. Like I have, and these are also earlier ones too, that I really liked. They're X-Men, like the Astonishing X-Men.
0: Oh, wow, I remember that one.
1: (laughs) So it's it's really beat up because I used this one a lot when I was younger. And then uh Spider Man actually was a big influence too. Yeah. So actually this this one's my favorite costume of his. I know if you were like, What? The cut off like really? shirt thingy or oh, whatever. Wow. I was like, Yeah, I know he's a clone, but I really like the Spider Man <laughs> suit. I think I I, think I liked it because also like Rogue from X Men also had like the cutoff like the rolled up sleeves. Yeah. That. I love that look. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I did like that. Yeah, I was Roe did have the, she had the nicest costume. She was pretty, <laughs> she was pretty cool.
1: Yeah. And then, well, uh, her, her history is so sad though, but, um, <laughs> and then one who I've been a fan of since I was like 13 is uh David Mack. Oh, yeah. So every year when I went to Comic-Con, so just so you know how big of a nerd I am, <laughs> I've been to Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con nine years, seven years in a row. Oh, wow. But every, since COVID, because of COVID or because of uh not getting that ticket ahead of time um <laughs> I'm trying to get my 10th year going <laughs> you know? but every year when I go I see him and he, I always buy something from him he always signs my stuff so uh last time I went he actually invited me out with s- some other artists but I couldn't even go which maybe me what? like no no I have to go babysit or something I forgot what it was I was like can't they watch themselves yeah like. it's <laughs> like
0: uh just here get something watch tv I'll be there in about an hour or so <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so I was just like, oh, I'm so sad, but yeah, that was the same year I met like the original Black Power Ranger, yeah. Walter, Walter Jones, I was like, he's so cool. What? Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, I've met a lot of people, I've been meeting a lot more people, I've met Phil Amar, I've met um, Camila Cabello, um, I met like just a lot of different people, mm-hmm. and just going around conferences and conventions. Yeah. So, so as you said, like seeking knowledge, I go to conferences too. <laughs> Um, some of the stuff that I'm reading now and are kind of like, whoa, you know, um, I guess I'll go by section here. I know I have a lot with me, but I love to show <laughs> off. These. I'll, I'll see them what they are. Um, one, um, there is like black manga. I'm actually veering towards more like the indie black, like comics, manga, and yeah. stuff like that. Um, so one of them is adorned by Chi and they actually have a, a clothing line and everything that goes with this.
0: Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah.
1: So I, I love Adorned by Cheese. So this is basically like, I hate to compare it to like Sailor Moon, but like if people who like Sailor Moon, this is like a, a Nigerian version of Sailor Moon, but not Sailor Moon-ish. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, they do transform with nice pretty outfits and stuff. Yeah. But um, it's actually based off of uh, some of the Nigerian like folktales and stuff. Cool. They bring that into this, this um, manga. Really awesome. I can't wait for the next one comes out if it comes out. Um, and then another manga, uh, Western style manga is, uh, Primus 7, which is by, um, what's it called? Noir Caesar, mm-hmm. Caesar. And so this one is pretty cool. It's kind of has more like that, a little bit of that Hunter, Hunter, Yu Yu Hakusho kind of vibe to it. Yeah. And so, and a little bit like Afro Samurai, you know, <laughs> okay. so this one's really cool. Um, I actually got, this was sent to me. And I, and I liked it. And I actually reviewed this one. I actually reviewed both of these though. And then, oh, uh, last week I just uh, finished uh, Demon Slayer Volume 23. This oh, is wow. the last one. <laughs> I, I actually, yesterday I posted a review on it t- about it too, and uh, how I felt about the end of the series. Um, so, those of you that like Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, uh, it's pretty cool. I, <laughs> I have the whole collection now in the manga series. <laughs> And then another one they have here, and this is one I recently got turned on to, was a Watson and Holmes. And it's basically like a black Watson and Holmes um, series. Yeah. So this is volume one. Uh, it's a study in black. Uh, if you ever watched the BBC series, uh, Sherlock, mm-hmm. that one is a study in pink. And then the original story from um, Conan Doyle, is uh study and Scarlet. Oh wow! <laughs> but they're all based off the same idea, and you know you have Sherlock Holmes still in here. You still have John Watson here, but they're completely different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's basically like like Sherlock and Holmes, Sherlock Holmes and uh, John Watson the hood kind of thing. Yeah. They're kind of like, and they're still solving crimes and things like that. But it's like so relevant to t- the today's world. So cool. Yeah. So this one, I really, like. I got the first and second volume um so i really like i like detective stories too i like science <laughs> fiction detective stories because they're not they weren't born too far from each other so yeah. they have a lot of similarities when you read them um, and you start noticing them <laughs> um i do have to say a shout out to two uh to a couple um really cool comics that i've started reading um jember and howie mm-hmm. by Eaton comics and these are ethiopian comics too yeah um and so they actually came to black nerds the second year of black nerds yeah i think i
0: remember uh yeah meeting meeting one of the uh owners yeah uh, that, yeah
1: um so they're doing really big stuff so they're gonna also have one more story that comes out that's a based in zulu um zulu folk t- folklore mm-hmm. so so these are most are based in um, e- uh, ethiopian folklore and in histories so it's really cool um check that out that's so it's their kickstarter is like really like one of the top kickstarters oh, recently wow. so i was like ooh, 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 good <laughs> job yes um and then uh, i have agents of soul and so the person does this uh dp comics they actually uh they actually sponsored uh, black nerds this past year okay cool yeah they're one of the sponsors yeah and they're just this, this gentleman from um was he from Compton, I think. Yeah, I think it's from Compton, and so he has some this Agents of Soul. You know, how there's Agents of Shield, yeah. or there's Sword, and stuff like that. So, so now there's Agents of Soul, which is really cool. <laughs> it's it's very basically like a black superhero group, you know, fighting crime and doing other things. But it, it's it goes a lot deeper than that because it's some of the stuff that he talks about in here. Um, so, I really recommend getting one of those. Okay. And, uh, I'm gonna leave that. Down. <laughs> was I always bring more than I The last one here is um, the Encyclopedia of Black Comics. This is more for like those that are like black comic historians. Mm-hmm. I actually used this to create. and I think you probably saw it was the Black um, Comics History Timeline. Yeah, and so. Um, I didn't want to smash this, I didn't bring it, but um, I actually used this, and of course did my other research, and went through database stuff to f- to create the timeline, so it was the first timeline for, like, black comics, mm-hmm. and so this one is by, um, this is by Sheena C. Howard, and I really love this one. I actually bought two of these, and I gave one to, to someone else that was a nerd like me. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I want to know, like, who this person was, so I learned about, like, different comic book artists, art, or ancestors, basically, mm-hmm. in comics, um, and so there's actually a long history of black comics, whether they're comic strips or comics like n- what we know it now, like floppies and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but this this one is really a great comprehensive like list of like all these great co- black comic creators. And oh, wow. And writers. Yeah. Um, some of them also are included in here are also those that created like the like comic conventions too so i was just like that's so amazing that you found all these people and you learned their histories and wrote it down and made this full book out of it so so i learned about like jackie brown who was one of the first uh black nationally syndicated comic trip artists yeah and i actually have a book on on her actually now um but yeah i learned so much about like different people in this Mm -hmm. and actually um this Alex Simmons, who's this comic that I have right here, <laughs> um, is actually in this too. So, so cool. there's a lot of history in there. Um, uh, I took out the shadow, but it's okay. <laughs> 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 and I think the last thing here, and this is something and I do I do recommend like younger well, I'm not even younger, just artists in general, to have like a little art reference pile somewhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because you never know what will inspire you and it'll bring you to like that. Completion of yeah. whatever art piece you're doing. Um, so one of the things I got, and I love being in Japan for this purpose. They had a lot of, they have a lot of books like this where it's like, well, it's in English. This one has has part of it in English. this is mm-hmm. advertising design with illustrations, and so, and this is from a certain year, and so they have like different advertisements. Oh, beautiful! Different advertisements, but they're they have illustrations in them. And so that's kind of the style I do when I do flyers sometimes. Yeah. When, when I get free reign, I'm just like, I can draw something. Yeah, I'm
0: a design nerd. And that, <laughs> that looks great.
1: Yeah. So they, had, they have shelves and shelves in the, the bookstores, mm-hmm. of stuff like this. Like, you can go to Barnes & Noble, but it's a really small section. Yeah. And they don't have that many pictures. It's all, like, text. And you're just like, I'm not here to look at text. <laughs> I'm here to <laughs> look at copy and flyers, you know, or <laughs> logos. Yeah. But these ones, like, I, when I was there, this was in Japan. Like this is like my bread and butter. So mm-hmm. I was managed to bring back a few of these and they have been so helpful. So some folks, um, even other designers I've met, I was just like, Here like I gave an actual oh. one that I had and they're just like, What? It's all in Japanese? I'm like, You're not there for the reading. Yeah, here. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that the the, the the even the composition and everything, that looked yeah. that look beautiful.
1: The design of the design. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I have I have like um about one, two, three, four, about five bookshelves filled with books. but they're not all art books, they're comics. they're graphic novels they're you know regular books and novels and things like that because mm-hmm. they all inspire me. they all help me get to a point that I need to get to.
0: Yeah that's awesome. <laughs> um, so we'll, I mean you know, we'll go into we'll go uh, creative tips. Um, what's a creative tip or tips that you can provide our audience?
1: I think that, oh, I've said this before, I, I, I always think that artists or anyone that's in like a creative or um, entertainment area should um, become more business savvy. So I actually went back to school to become more business savvy. <laughs> like <laughs> I read a lot too, so I also read articles and things like that from this year. Yeah. And trends and things like that, just to stay on top of like what's going on and to stay like, okay, this is what's changed. This is what I need to change. You know, it can be even something like your resume, like things change, like, oh, there's no more no more objective. I'm like, yeah, there's no more objective, get rid of that. You need that space, you know, yeah. <laughs> <The> design-wise, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, so like, because when you're in like art school or usually in art school, not, not or in art classes, they don't really teach you like, how do you do e-commerce? Yeah. You know, now there's classes for e-commerce, but they still don't teach you like, how do you get like clients? Mm-hmm. How do you keep clients? How do you like talk to clients? Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you do your presentation <laughs> to clients? Like, how do, you, how do you set up your table for to be most effective when you're at a convention? You know, like yeah. you, you're not taught that. You're, you're, you have to figure it out, you know, usually. Yeah. So I went back to school to figure out at least the marketing and like how to do all that stuff and the best practices. And then also a lot of the best practices I've learned is as well as being in Japan actually. Mm-hmm so let me tell you this i'm not i'm not like ragging on americans or anything like that but um let's say uh japanese customer service is like way different than american customer service like American Customer Service, like we're okay with someone like kinda just throwing a tray of food at us. And it's like oh, okay, like it's a like McDonald's or something. Like, okay. <laughs> but then like I'm like if I'm in a Japanese McDonald's or something, they might bring it out to you. All nice, perfectly. It looks just like a picture. <laughs> like literally like the advertisement. Like it looks just <laughs> like it. You know? You're just like, whoa, I was not expect the, the bread to actually be plump and everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then to bring it out to me like, like I was like a guest or something, you know? So, so, like, customer service in Japan is completely different. Business is a little bit different there, too. And so I learned from being there, like, I've taken some of those practices with me in, in Black Bear Cat Press. And, and also doing Black Nerds Expo or any convention thing or whatever, I actually brought that with me coming back. And so, like, a lot of times when people, when we're tabling, when someone buys something from us, we always give them, in Japanese, they say savis, service. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Translate to so. Japanese e- English. Okay. <laughs> to English. Service <laughs> <laughs> <"Savis"> is service. <laughs> <laughs> you know, chicken, chicken nuggets is chicken nuggetos. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah, it's translating stuff all the time. Um, so I brought that, so we brought that back and like, so like people were always surprised when it was like, oh, I bought this one thing. It could be something like a button or whatever. I was like, here, you want a sticker or something? Like, it's this extra thing to throw in there just because they're, you know, they stopped and bought something from us. That's, that's something that we brought back, you know, (laughs) um, a lot of times like, um, um, also in Japan, like, you know, being, being kind of more open-minded, I had to be more open-minded in Japan. And and so coming back, I was I'm a lot more open minded when it comes on folks. So even when I'm like talking to people like at tables, you know some people will just you know just just take over the next ten minutes, right? And you're just yeah. like, oh my god, I have another person. But then you never know what's gonna happen <laughs> yeah. after that ten minutes, right? So so just being a little more open minded and open hearted to mm-hmm. folks is is actually like something that we did bring back as well. Uh, of course, we still, like, you know, American style. it's like, hold up, wait, you know, like, not, don't touch that, like, you know, <laughs> you know, but, you know, there is a good balance between, like, like, trying to, trying out different business practices so that we can get clients and get in front of clients and also uh, make sure clients happy even after their purchase.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's truth. Uh- yeah. So, words of wisdom, um, before we sign off, uh, can you give our audience some some words of wisdom um, to sign off?
1: Is it, like, anything? Or it, it could be anything. Any, yep, anything. The business one was nice, but, uh, or the art one. <laughs> 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 um, I guess. No, it's not gonna be. I I don't really like saying abstract, like follow your heart or follow your passion. Or (laughs) I like being like I'm pretty practical.
0: (laughs) Well, hey, practicality sometimes can be the best.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I guess like what we were saying earlier, um, I guess it's more like because as an artist, like you, time and and effort, your energy is very valuable. Yeah, you time and, and and effort or energy. Those are things that you can't buy back. You yeah. Know? But, and then you have those like time vampires or, and that includes people around you sometimes. So, so like I, I've had so many naysayers in my ear, but if I stop to listen to every single one of them and really like let it like sink in and be like, oh my God, you know, um, <laughs> you know, it, no matter how hurtful it is, like still move on from it, yeah. you know, so so just be careful about the, those time vampires, the drama seekers, those that take away time and energy from you. actually one, doing your art or doing your craft, whatever that may be, and then two, um, taking, you know, trying to impose on your own happiness because, you know, a lot of people don't really think about like, am I happy doing this? You know, am I, am I where I belong doing this? And sometimes it's not really about you feeling that. It's about someone else coming in and taking that from you. Yep. So so I think like a lot of times, like a lot of things could be solved <laughs> or not even started. <laughs> you know, like, oh, this whole thing started. And then she said, she said, and, uh, you know, it, it's just like some people, like I've had to cut off people for my life because it's just like, you're not there for me. You're not celebrating these small victories with me. And I always say like small victories aren't, uh, victories or milestones or important things aren't these grand things like oh, I sold this $3,000 painting or something like that it could be something like I sold this button you know or someone my, my favorite artist followed me on Instagram that's small but it's yeah. still important to me yeah. I would love to celebrate with somebody but if someone doesn't want to celebrate with you then that's kind of a red flag you know <laughs> <laughs> you know you just need that support system a little bit and you have to be your own support system sometimes, and so, and that way you can continue doing your craft and yeah. do it well and be happy doing it.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so, where can people reach out to to you uh, personally or to uh, Black Bear cap Press uh, for any um, any inquiries on on illustration projects, design projects, consultation? Um, how how can anyone reach out to you?
1: Um, BlackBearCatPress.com is the website um, and then if you want email contact at BlackBearCatPress.com try to make everything streamline and just like <laughs> even on Instagram BlackBearCatPress <laughs> um, so if you're if you're looking for a Black Nerds Expo uh, BlackNerdsExpo.com mm-hmm. or contact at BlackNerdsExpo.com <laughs> or Instagram or Twitter Black Nerds Expo. <laughs> uh, yeah so you can find me that way
0: that's cool that's cool like i said she's got uh, a lot of things going on right now um as you can see from on the video show if you can <laughs> see from all the books that she brought today um she's very heavily influenced by a lot of different things and that's what uh when you mix all that together that's what uh i think that's what makes a beautiful thing so um uh, other than that hey thank you jd for coming in uh for sharing your story sharing your artwork which is awesome as always and, um, like I said, uh, well, I know I'll be seeing you soon at some, at some events. And, um, once again, this has been me, uh, Quintel, the host of Cradle Brew. And once again, be creative, stay inspired.